Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Grow With Soul. Over the last few months, I think we've all felt a bit of a shift in the online landscape and the conversations that I've been having with clients have reflected this too. It all started with questions about whether anyone even buys e-courses anymore or the market saturated and struggling to stand out. Then there were conversations about authenticity and vulnerability and, and did we have to be the latter in order to be the former? And lastly came reports that Instagram growth or email signups or just general reach was kind of grinding to a halt in spite of people doing all the, in inverted commas, right things. Over the last couple of weeks, the frequency of these conversations has escalated dramatically so that actually a good nine out of 10 of my client conversations at the moment are about why is this thing not working for me anymore? And this is reflected in what I'm seeing online and also in my own business. I'm noticing that the the fail-safe photo compositions I could always rely on for Instagram engagement, they're not gaining as much traction anymore and that my more how-to style blog posts, which were always, always my big hitters, are no longer the most popular thing that I put out. And then on the other side of the coin, I'm noticing a change in my own consumption habits too. I'm not looking that much at how-to content either and my favourite well my old favourite podcasts are kind of just sat in the app with that little message that says are you not interested anymore and yeah I've not committed either way yet but I am being drawn much more to stories to interesting stories to things that I've not heard about before and what I'm starting to feel more and more inspired to create is following that pattern too. So today, I wanted to unpick what I think is going on with all of this and look at some kind of emerging trends and ultimately get some idea of where I think marketing this space is headed and how we can all keep ahead of the curve now that the old tried and tested things are starting not to work as much anymore. So let's start with oversaturation. There are, to my mind two types of oversaturation going on at the moment, oversaturation of product and oversaturation of marketing style. So the first is the one that everybody thinks is the problem when really it's not. It's much easier to think my business isn't getting reached because these three other people over there are doing exactly the same thing. And you know, that's easy to think. You're like, oh, there's nothing I can do about that. Like three hands up competition sucks. (laughs) But that's not really the truth. The more people who are doing what you do, the better for your business. It's a sign of demand. It's a sign that consumers get the concept of what it is that you do and what you're about. And it allows you to talk about what makes you different in that on a more sophisticated level than just explaining the basics to confuse faces and trying to get them to even understand what it is, let alone whether they want to buy it or not. It's kind of a lack mindset 
to think that the pie is finite when really markets are ever expanding, ever shifting. They're not a field with a fence around it. They are little mini universes that are just changing and shifting and expanding. So look at mobile phone technology as a really, really obvious example. No one stopped at buying their first iPhone or even nobody stopped at buying their first Nokia 3310. The more that people that bought into that market, the more people who bought into mobile technology, the better the market can grow. It's just up to you as a business to keep diversifying, keep disrupting within that market, keep disrupting and diversifying what you do in order to stay relevant within it. So again, looking at the tech companies, it's companies which are starting to out-diversify Apple that's starting to take off. So with things like phone-to-phone charging and all that kind of thing, they're the ones who are staying ahead of the curve. They're innovating within the market to earn their place in it rather than just doing the same thing and moaning that other people are doing that too. So no competition is a good thing. My theory is that the problem is really with the oversaturation of a type of marketing. As more and more people have been setting up their own businesses, so too have more and more people like me have been setting up businesses to support those businesses, to show and teach them how to grow, how to sell, how to market, how to do all the things. The trouble with this is that it's hard to talk about sales and marketing in a general way. So much relies on the specific conditions of a business, how much time you as the owner has, what resources are available, all the different individual restrictions and opportunities within that business. So much also relies on what the actual product is and who the customer for that product is. There are so many moving parts in the marketing machine and all of them are completely unique to the individual business. Yes, some will be really, really similar, but there'll always be a little individual bobble that is unique to that business. When people who talk about marketing talk about marketing, we have to genericize it. We can use examples, but you just can't cover every possibility within somebody's business in a generic podcast or a generic blog post, even a generic e-course. So they could talk about general processes, general formulas, general strategies that will work, but that won't necessarily take into account the wonderful uniqueness and eccentricities in your business. And so we're in a position now where a generation of small business owners have all been following the same advice about marketing, been enacting the same strategies, using the same processes and using the same methods to stand out. And the result is that no one's standing out anymore. And more importantly, consumers are recognising all the techniques as being the same And they're just not paying attention to them anymore. They're blocking them out, which is why growth is slowing. Because if everybody looks the same, nobody's different. So let's take coaching, for example, as obviously it's a space I know well, and I'm sure you are either a coach or you've come up against that industry. So for a long time, the advice for all service-based businesses has been to 
demonstrate expertise, show yourself to build connection and give out free content to build signups. Like that was the tried and trusted method. That's been what's worked. But now, as I said, I'm finding that the how-to expertise demonstrating content is kind of just being skimmed by people. That kind of coach photo shoot is a trope in itself and can be spotted a mile off. I'm sure you know what I mean. And people still like the free content, but they've now been burnt a few too many times and are much more protective with their email address than they ever were. And it's all still kind of working, but it's limping along. Which brings me to vulnerability. I think this has been the first attempt by businesses to inject something to trigger some growth. I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming that someone somewhere noticed that a post in which they were vulnerable did really well. And then the news spread like wildfire that vulnerability was the key to growth. And I'm not surprised that it did, because now that all the old fail safes aren't working anymore, of course, we all want to leap onto this new thing, this new fail safe that's going to make everything okay again. The trouble is, as I discussed in my episode with Greta last week, I think it can be damaging for us to monetize our problems and to feel like our trauma, our secrets are the only thing that we can share to keep our business going. We seem to have whipped up a bit of an authenticity Olympics where everyone is competing to find the most shocking, relatable, dark secret. And I've done it. I've overemphasized some things to try and make them more shocking. I've shared in places and I've shared stories that weren't kind of safe or pleasant for me to do so. I've worried about not being troubled enough, that I have no stories deep enough to be worth sharing. So why am I even bothering? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't share things that are personal vulnerable. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have important conversations. I'm saying that we shouldn't share them because we think it's the only way to get traction for our business. That cannot be the only reason that you're sharing something vulnerable. If you're sharing against your will because it's what you feel you have to do now, then that's not right. The point of vulnerability was to access authenticity, the real person behind the account, and to access connection as well, to connect people to you. It's perhaps a sign of the times and the darkness in the world that as a culture we went straight to troubles to illustrate that but that's not the sum of who we are we hold variety and we have light as well as dark and so the first person that pops into my head is mrs hinch and also dominica all that is she with their instagram accounts do well because they have joy and they bring joy there are shadows in there so whether it's the kind of sustainability element with Dominique's account or Mrs Hinch talking about mental health but the lightness of the content enables the issues to shine even brighter these women are taken seriously they are connected in Mrs Hinch's case like overly connected she's got such a huge bond with such a huge audience and most importantly they grow they are growing in spite of, or maybe because of, the lightness that they share. They are accessing authenticity and still showing a side of themselves, but a side that it feels good and right for them to share. 
with all the clever f- marketing formulas and authenticity tricks and hacks that have been shared over the last few years, all we really want as consumers is someone to tell us the truth. The truth of a bad day, something that didn't go to plan, yes, but also the truth of the like best days of your life and the accomplishments you're most proud of and the launches that were amazing. The truth is relatable. The truth connects. So rather than ask yourself, what can I share that's vulnerable? Shift the question to what can I share that's true? In all of this, the key is to hold on to your uniqueness. In a world where everyone has been using the same tricks and doing the same things, doing what's different is the way to stand out. Different, yet truthfully, uniquely you. Just because everyone in your space is launching a coaching offering doesn't mean that you have to do that too. How can you best deliver a solution to your people? Just because podcasting is the new blogging, as they say, doesn't mean you have to start a podcast. Making your blog content human, readable, high quality and truthful will do the same job. As the fail-safes and the must-dos start to lose their edge, the edge has to be recouped in ourselves. What are you amazing at? Why do your friends love you? What kind of communicator are you naturally? So playing to these strengths, rather than shoehorning yourself into a formula, is the only way to truly connect and to keep ahead of the growth of your market. So what are some practical things that you and we can do to start reassessing all of this and reassessing our marketing? So here are five that I've kind of come up with so far. So firstly, get back to thinking about marketing as a basic human transaction of value. Stop thinking so much about what you want to say and more about what it's going to be interesting for people to hear. The rest will all come, but connection takes trust and trust takes time. So you have to start building it by talking about the stuff that's interesting to you and to others rather than cramming those marketing messages into every post. Ultimately, marketing is just one human connecting with another human over a shared interest. So hold on to that. Second, think about what's unique about your business. You may need to ask around about this as it's quite hard for us to see what's interesting and different about ourselves because often they're the most mundane things we think about ourselves, if we even think about them at all. So it might be that your dry humour is completely different from anybody else in your space or it might be that the way that you put two and two together creates aha moments for people or it might be that your visual style just makes people really happy. So if you're struggling with this or you kind of feel awkward asking people, you can use personality tests like the High Five Strengths Finder to find your own innate strengths too. So thirdly, start putting those strengths into practice. So lean into that humour, that thinking, that styling. Maybe instead of the written newsletter you've been killing yourself to put out every month because you think you have to, send out a beautiful illustration that might take you like half an hour instead. Find your strengths and then use them to tell your stories. Fourth, create your own metrics. I have conversations with clients who ask, what are the metrics that I should be really measuring on Instagram? And my answer is always, well, what do you want Instagram to do for your business? If you want it to drive traffic, 
can measure that. The likes don't matter as long as the traffic's still coming across. Or if you want it to be a hub of connection, measure that. Measure the comments, the repeat comments you get from the same accounts, the amount of messages you get in reply to stories. The rules of where you should be and what is, inverted commas, good on each channel are being wiped with all this formulas not working anymore. So what do you want each of your marketing channels to achieve? And that's all that matters. Fifth, define your boundaries and priorities. What is your role going to be for people within this business or as this business? Are you a mother figure, a friend, a teacher? What other things that you are comfortable to share within this role and what other things that you're not? Markets shift and change. What consumers respond to also shifts and change. We've all seen those ads from the 50s and 60s and either laughed at kind of how like innocently blatant they are selling or just like completely recoiled at horror from how horribly sexist they are. So they used to work and now they don't. Just like some of the things you've been doing used to work and now they don't. It's not the end of the world. It's a shift. It's a maturing of the market and the space. And you can choose to ride along and be a part of defining that. And to me, at least, that feels pretty exciting. Okay, so as I've been thinking more about this topic, I've decided to run an online workshop on it, precisely because, as I said right at the beginning, we need to move away from generic tips and more towards thinking about our businesses uniquely as unique entities. So the workshop is called Forget Five Step Formulas and Embrace Your Own Style of Marketing. And during that, we're going to all compare the things that aren't working anymore and kind of analyse why, go back to basic marketing principles and rebuild a plan that is based on your uniqueness and your strengths so that it all just feels like you a bit more. And there's also going to be a really chunky Q&A session to get into the intricacies of everything. So it's going to be at 7pm UK time on the 27th of May. It's open worldwide. And if you can't make it live due to time zones or other commitments, you're going to get the replay and you can also submit questions in advance so you don't miss out on that portion of it. Tickets are £32 and you can find the link to join in the show notes or in the coaching section of my website. So that and all the other links that were mentioned are going to be on my website as normal, which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can come and catch up with me on Instagram at simpleandseason. As always, if you think you have a friend who'd really benefit from listening to this conversation, please do send them the link. And with this one particularly, please let me know your thoughts because I'm so interested as we're right at this kind of vanguard of the shift, how you're experiencing it and both as a consumer and as a business owner. So until next time, I hope you grow a song.